Welcome to the Luminous Life Podcast. My name is Lori Marie. I'm a spiritual teacher, certified fearless living coach, healer, Vita grad for trauma-informed somatic love, sex, and relationship coaching, an artist, psychic medium for sensitive souls who want to discover their gifts, claim their confidence, own their worth, and make an impact in the world so you can become the most powerful creator you're meant to be. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, claim your desires, and help you see the infinite potential that you are. It is my mission and my passion to give you the tools, teachings, resources, strategies, and support you need to create the life of your dreams and to live a luminously, divinely guided life. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of personal development to maximize your impact and your life. And if you're ready to be lit up by life, own your awesome and dive into co-creating your deepest desires, then you've come to the right place. It's time to become epically free and unapologetically you in and out of the bedroom. Enjoy today's episode. And if there's something that resonates with you today, be sure to rate the podcast and tag us on social media at Lori Marie Loves. And let's begin. Hey, welcome back. It's been a minute, <laughs> but that's exactly what we're talking about today. So currently I am in Tucson at a beautiful house set with a cute little kitty. And um, I wanted to jump back in and to share kind of what's been going on and why <laughs> I'm making this episode in the first place. And I think it's a really important one because I think it's something that a lot of us perhaps especially all the sensitive folks uh, deal with and struggle with that from time to time. And I just felt like kind of breaking this down as to kind of why this happened might be helpful to some of you. Um, this is something that I have kind of been struggling with for quite some time on and off and particularly um, over the last um, I'd say six months to a year, really, um, it's been pretty strong. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about getting over my shit. That's what we're talking about today. Um, now some of that, um, you know, I, I always tried to meet myself with compassion and love and grace, but there is a time when we have to really just be honest with ourselves and get real with ourselves and, um, you know, have some, some loving discipline <laughs> and radical, um, acceptance and accountability. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about, we're going to get into like loving and getting over your shit. <laughs> um, so let me back up a bit. So, um, I may have talked about this before. I may have not, maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, but um, really for me, the other day it was really apparent to me that like I hadn't really realized or sat down and kind of like looked at what's really happened over the course of the last almost seven years. And really when I look at it, like I went through some major, major um, changes, transformation, but also some really painful stuff. And I hadn't really like looked at that kind of 
Well, let me back up. Okay, so um, the other day um, I got an email saying that like my payment, um, you know, that I hadn't made my payment for my Vita. I'm still paying that off. I have, I think, five payments left. And um, basically I just said, look, like here's the situation. This is where I'm at. And when I did that, I sat down and I really wrote like what's been going on the last like seven years. And I didn't do this as a way to get pity or you know, anything like that. It's just more, um, just transparency and saying like, look, this is what's happened. And this is kind of where, you know, my, uh, my headspace has been at and kind of what I've been going through and why I don't have your payment, <laughs> you know? And, um, so basically I, I sat down and I wrote this list. So this list was basically like, look, 20, you know, I got divorced, moved across the country, changed my whole life, like dove into the personal development space. Like um, there was a lot of good that came out of all of these things, right? But like um, experience manipulation by, you know, um, one of my mentors that I really trusted, um, which really felt like a kind of re-traumatization <laughs> at the end of it all. Um, I you know, really struggled in my business to be seen and then to put myself out into the world and to, um, you know, financially it's been a struggle. Like there's just been a lot. I was burnt out from photography. So there was no way I was picking up a camera again. Like, and, um, I went through and grew through a lot of lessons. There was COVID. Um, (laughs) I went through a dark night of the soul. (laughs) Um, you know, there was just a lot. And when I sat and wrote it all down, like I just wept. I feel like I've gone through episodes of grieving before and like really letting go and grieving like what I've experienced and what I've been kind of navigating the last seven years. But seeing it all together like that, not even counting like (laughs) what I've been through in the past with sexual trauma and all these other things, But it was just this moment of like, holy shit, no wonder, right? No wonder. And like all the stuff I was going through in my relationship, like there was just so many things, right? And I didn't even like consider like, you know, all the friends that I, that kind of I lost along the journey, especially in the beginning and like grieving all that. Like it was just so much, right? And then I was also like diving deep into these programs and continuing to show up for that and grow and so I've always had this like tenacity and this like drive to continue going no matter how hard it's been, right? But I definitely ended up going through like, um, the best way I can describe it is like going through like a freeze period where it was like, I think because I had kind of gone through like, I also went through like depression and like, I, there was just so much, right? But. I feel like what happened was it put me in this kind of freeze pattern where I had been so defeated and depleted and heartbroken at one point that it was like I was scared to move forward. I was scared to try again because I had tried so hard for so long and had not seen the results that I had hoped for, wanted you know, um, on some level kind of expected based on what I was, you know, kind of told 
Um, and I realized all that was stuff that needed to happen. I needed to grow through that, all that, right? But what it did is it put me in this freeze pattern for about a, um, I was starting to kind of come out of it at the beginning of the year. And then I had another kind of thing happen that, um, you know, it was like, I, I just mustered up the courage to like start coming out again. And I was, you know, newly graduated from the program I was in. And I was like, so excited to like dive back in. And it felt finally like after such a long period of time that like, okay, I think I can do this again. Right. It was just like, I had fallen off the horse and now it was time to get back up. And I was scared to do so, but I did it. And then I went through this whole thing where it really like shook my confidence once more. So it was like, I was already on the ground. I had salt in, it was like putting salt in the wounds. Like I, I was already feeling raw and vulnerable and like really um, shaky. And then I had my world shaken once more. And so after that, it really kind of sent me in a spiral and it's been really difficult for me to show up. Um, and so I did a lot of just kind of numbing activities, like barely making an effort, barely showing up, which obviously hasn't helped, you know, other areas of my life, but this is where I was at, right? So I was in this freeze pattern. I was still, you know, being provided for and like had my needs met and all that. So like through this journey, I've really learned that the universe has my back and that, um, that I can trust that I will be, you know, taken care of. Maybe not fully in the way that I would like, but that's where my part comes in. That's where I have to take, be willing to take action, right? The universe is there always supporting, loving, guiding us. But like at some point we also have to take action. We have to step up and, and do the thing, right? So um, once I started coming out of this freeze pattern, <coughs> excuse me, um, I really was, I, I still felt scared, but at the same time, I was also starting to get really annoyed with myself. Now I have learned to really give myself grace, have compassion and, um, really meet myself where I am. And that's a beautiful thing. But there did come a time where I was kind of over my shit, right? Like I was over my shit and I was like, okay, like you can't keep living this way. You can't stay in this pattern. Like this is not serving you. Like, you know, you're here for big things and you're not showing up for it. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't like I was beating myself up about it. It didn't feel like that, but it felt more like, like, um, parental disciplinary, but in a gentle, loving way, right? Like a conscious parent needing to, to like set some structure, some, some boundaries and some like, um, like look, honey, <laughs> like tough love, right? Tough love. I had to give myself some tough love. It was like, okay, honey, I know why you've been going through this. It's very clear to me <laughs> what's been happening but now we've got to get back up, right? It's like when your kid falls off the bike and they're crying 
or you know, or maybe you fell off the bike and you're crying. But at some point, you got to get back up and you got to get back on that bike and and ride so you can actually get to where you want to go. So it was a lot like that. So um, that's why I'm here <laughs> making this episode today. We're talking about really lovingly getting over your shit and we're going to dive deeper into it. So grab your favorite beverage. <laughs> Come on along with me. I've got a coffee here, my water. I've got all the things. And let's dive into today's episode. All right, welcome back. So first off, we all have shit, let's face it. And there's the shit we're aware of and the stuff that we're not. And so it's important to first give yourself compassion and grace and know that like, no matter what your stuff is, no matter what you're going through or struggling with or, you know, walking through, know that we all have it. So let's just normalize the fact that as humans, we all, just like we all poop, we all have shit, right? Like literally and figuratively. But the important thing is to first become aware of like what exactly our shit is. And so we can do this by starting to look at like, What is it we really know that we want? Maybe we say we don't know, maybe we do know, whatever it is, it's important to know that um, that desire, that calling, that nudge, that intuition, that, that feeling is there for us because it's what's meant for us. Whatever we feel that desire to be, whatever we're wanting in our lives, There's always, always, it's always for us. And so we ignore it, right? Or we push it aside or we don't make a choice or we don't take the action. And there's reasons for that, right? A lot of times there's fear, there's fear of judgment, there's fear of rejection, there's fears of that we won't belong. Sometimes we're afraid of our greatness and we're, or we have a a pattern or a comfort zone with where we're at. I realized through reading Existential Kink that I have a kink apparently for struggle, which was shocking and also horrifying. And also, um, it was also kind of a hard pill to swallow, to be honest, to realize that, oh, I'm so comfortable with struggle that it actually turns me on, right? Now, I didn't know this consciously. I wasn't aware of it. But going through that book and working through some of the exercises, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, here we go, okay? And so it's important to first have grace and to know that, like, we all have it, right, on some level. Now, this could be in your business. This could be in relationships. This could be in any area of life, the area of life that you have a desire that you want to change, whether it's your financial situation, your romantic life, your uh, relationship with your kids, your relationship with your boss, like whatever the desire, wanting to travel the world or start a hobby farm, like whatever it is, like we all have it. And so let's just normalize that in the first place and give ourselves a bit of compassion and grace because Within us, there is some fear there, 
right? There may be some fear, there may be some unconscious beliefs. And the important thing is, is really starting to take a look at, okay, what is really going on? And, and to the, the most important thing is to really not beat ourselves up about it, but to really meet yourself with compassion and love and know that there's a part of you, not all of you, because there is a part of you that really wants the desire, wants to be um, so immersed in it, right? It's why we daydream. It's why we think about it. It's why it's like constantly there kind of running in the background of our lives, knowing that this is something I so desperately want or I'm, I'm being called to. Um, maybe it's to have more money, whatever it is, there's a, there's a, a wish or a calling on your heart that's calling you towards the thing that you want. And so it's important not to beat yourself up about why you haven't gotten it yet, why you haven't achieved it yet, why you haven't been able to like just move through it and why you haven't taken any action or maybe you have taken some action, but it, you know, hasn't really brought you to where you want to be, right? It's important to really give yourself that grace. So again, know that we all have shit. Let's just normalize that. Let's be compassionate. And then now we'll get into like knowing what your shit is, right? The first step in anything, in any kind of change or transformation is awareness. So we have to first know what our shit is, right? And how do you know what your shit is? Well, um, you really take a look at what is it you really want or that you know you're here to do or what's the desire, right? Getting clear on that first. What is my desire? And you can do this in a number of ways. Maybe you already know what it is and that's great. That's fine. Beautiful, right? But if you don't know what that is or you tell yourself you don't know what that is, that's when it's time to really check in with yourself and take a look at, take a kind of inventory of your life and look at all the areas of your life, right? What are you really wanting or what, what do you feel is missing in that area, right? Um, where do you meet up? Where do you meet um, an experience like contrast? Where do you, where do you feel like, oh, like I don't like how this feels. I want this instead, right? Like take a look at what is it that you really want or that you know you're here to do, right? In whatever area. And you can really break this down. You can look at, okay, health, relationships, uh, finances, um, <clears throat> romantic relationships or partnerships, travel, whatever. Break it down by life's categories, right? And take a look at like, what is it you really want? Now, if you're driving, don't do this, but you can just start to think about this if you are driving if you're not, you can sit down, write it down on a piece of paper, kind of look up all the areas of life and look at, okay, how satisfied do I feel on a, on a scale of one to 10? Um, one being like not satisfied at all, 10 being like super satisfied. And then you can start to evaluate like, okay, well, if I'm at a three in my relationships, what do I want to experience differently? right? What is it I really desire or want? Oh, I want more community or I want more connection. I want more intimacy in my relationships. I want to feel like I have people I can go to that get me and see me and love me and support me. And I do the same, right? That we can work together as a collaborative. Okay, great, right? So you just take it and you kind of ask the questions and go deeper and go deeper. 
okay, if I had community, what would that give me? Well, that would really help me to feel supported. And if you felt supported, what would that give you? Oh, well, then I'd really feel like loved and feel safe that I can like, you know, go after my dreams or whatever, right? So you can take this and kind of break it down even further. Like, what would having this thing give you? Because at the end of the day, our desires are all about a feeling. We're wanting to experience a feeling, a feeling of, of gratitude, a feeling of joy, a feeling of, you know, there's something within us that's driving us to fulfill our destiny, right? To fulfill our desires. And here's the thing, as a human, we're always gonna want more and that's okay, right? But it's not always about pursuing the pleasure, right? Because there's, there's um, growth in the challenges too. Now, there's a difference between challenges and um, learning and growing and experiencing some discomfort versus suffering. And oftentimes when we're beating ourselves up or we're putting ourselves down or we're um, berating ourselves or making ourselves wrong, that's when we're suffering, right? Or we're feeling like, oh, I shouldn't be going through this. I shouldn't be experiencing that. That's when we're experiencing suffering. And none of us have to suffer, right? So there's a difference. And, but it's first important to become aware of what is your shit and what is it that you truly desire? And then there's another piece to this where, I mean, there's multiple pieces, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but um, you can also look at like, what do you think about nonstop, right? What do you daydream about? What do you not make, what are you not making choices over, right? We stay in the daydream because it feels safer and it feels more fun to think about doing something that we want or creating something that we want, then it, it's, it feels more fun and more safe to stay in the daydream than to actually take the action, right? And step out of our comfort zone and get uncomfortable. So uh, oftentimes we'll stay in the daydream, right? And this was happening for me a bit in just thinking about like, <laughs> it was interesting. So I would think about like, you know, what I'm here to do, which I know I've known since I was a little girl on some level, I didn't know how it was supposed to look. Right. And <laughs> if you would have asked me back then, like I was super shy and I would not have been doing what I'm doing right now. But if you think about it and you fantasize about it and you think about like what it could be and how it could look and what might happen, like it, feels safer to stay in that than to actually, it felt safer for me to think about it and to fantasize about it. But I found myself getting irritated when I'd see other people doing what I was doing, which I know anytime you're experiencing like frustration or jealousy or envy, or like I could do that. It's because there's something within you that desires that, that you're not allowing or giving to yourself by doing the damn thing, right? By taking those risks, and so by staying in the daydream though, it feels safer. It feels more, um, it feels more fun at times. It feels, it feels easier of course, but yet it doesn't, it also will create feelings of discomfort, right? So it didn't feel good to feel jealousy or envy of other people doing what I wanted to be doing, right? And so that was a big clue for me to say like, oh, 
this doesn't feel good. And what I'm seeing in someone else is what I actually want for myself. Okay, note of that, right? So take a look at, um, you know, where are you feeling jealousy or envy of someone? And what is it about what they have or what they're doing that, that is creating that feeling within you? Because the very thing that you see in them is the thing that you're desiring for yourself. So that's another good way to kind of look at what is my desire. Now, another way that we do this, maybe we know what the desire is. Maybe we, maybe we have two options, right? I mean, there's multiple options, right? But, but maybe let's say we're down to two options and we're, we don't know which way to go. So we'll stay in indecision and we won't make a choice because that way we don't have to be wrong, right? So what is happening here is there's a lack of trust in ourselves and in life. And when we're not trusting ourselves and we're staying in indecision, it keeps us from having to make the quote unquote wrong choice. But here's the thing, there is no wrong choice. There's just choices. And each choice will teach you and learn, help you learn and grow about yourself. It'll help you learn something more about yourself. And really that's the whole point why we're here. We're here to evolve, we're here to grow, and we're here to love. That's it, we're here to grow and love at the end of the day. And so there's really no, you can't really make a wrong choice. Even if you go down a path that quote unquote um, doesn't feel good or you know you go through some shit, <laughs> like um, you're gonna learn a lot from that, right? There's been things that I didn't necessarily want to go through, <laughs> but by growing through them, and I say growing through them because that's exactly what you're doing, by making the quote unquote wrong choice, which isn't a wrong choice, you grow through it. And that's exactly what's happened for me over the last seven years is like, it's not that I was making wrong choices, but I got to see how, oh, this is how my codependency is showing up. And this is what's happening as a result. Oh, you're more concerned about taking care of your partner and your relationship than you are about taking care of yourself. And now, you know, your car got repossessed, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're, like that was a situation like now I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, what were you doing girlfriend, right? It's like, I told my partner three months into us meeting that like, oh yeah, you're not happy at your job, go ahead and quit. Like I wasn't in a position to do that, but that's what I did and guess what? Like I struggled financially because of that, right? But I didn't know at the time how deeply rooted my codependency was, especially in relationships, like romantic relationships. So I had to grow through that as painful as that was, as heartbreaking as that was, I had to go through it to learn and understand like, oh fuck, like I've got some deep uh, codependency here, especially when it comes to like relationships. Like I always knew I was a people pleaser and that was something I was working on and working through. And um, I've gotten so much better with that, right? It still pops up once in a while, but in general, like, I've got way better boundaries than I've ever had, right? But in romantic relationships, and that's another thing to look at too, is like, you know, sometimes it's person specific, sometimes it's people specific, and sometimes it can be um, romantic relationships versus like your platonic relationships. So you wanna take a look at like, where do I 
show up differently? Where do I show up in a way that I that isn't serving me, right? And for me, it was in my romantic relationships. So in other, you know, and at the end of the day, it's important to, again, have love, grace, and compassion because at the end of the day, I just didn't want to see him unhappy, right? So that's not bad or wrong, but at the same time, I wasn't taking care of myself in that, right? I wasn't making sure I was okay and on steady ground before I was offering a hand. And that's really important. And so it's important to discern like, where are you um, giving your power away? Where are you not taking care of yourself or putting others in, in front of you? Or when it, where are you putting others first where it's really becoming detrimental to yourself? This is really important to, to take a look at because you can have your car re repossessed, <laughs> right? So like we have to take care of ourselves first and this is not a selfish thing. I used to think that, I remember when I first started my journey, I used to think, oh, it's so selfish to like put other people, you know, or put yourself first, but it's not, it's, it's important. And when you can be on solid ground and have a solid foundation, then you can feel steady enough to support someone else. You can, your cup is full, <laughs> it overflows, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important to really look at where am I not making choices? Where am I not making choices for myself that feed myself? And where am I not making a decision because I'm afraid that I'm gonna make the wrong decision? Like where am I not trusting in myself or trusting in life? This is a really important uh, piece to this. So the more we can kind of become aware of these things, the more we really um, have the power to transform them. So again, just to summarize, you wanna look at what is it that you really want or that you know you're here to do or that you desire what have you been thinking about nonstop or dreaming about or not making a choice over? And where are you not trusting yourself? These are some really important things to become aware of and to really make note of. I'd even uh, encourage you to sit and kind of write this down. So this is the conscious shit, right? This is the stuff that we're aware of. And then we have to kind of kind of take a look at whatever I've been saying that I'll do that I haven't done, right? Where have you been talking a lot of talk, <laughs> right? I've been saying, I want to do this. I want to do that. But like, and yes, I've done that in spurts. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it, about it. I have taken action in spurts, right? But I have not taken consistent action. And I know that that's why I am where I am, right? Or where, where I, why I've been where I am. And so now it's time to like, own up and be like, okay, it's time to do the damn thing. It's time to take uh, consistent action. So what is it you've been saying that you'll do, but you haven't done? Next, what do you know you have to do, but are afraid to do? What are you what ifing about, right? Those imaginary, irrational, sometimes rational thoughts that you have about what might happen. Well, what if I become successful or what if I make more money or what if this I ask this person out or what if you know my kid gets hurt right whatever the what ifs are like I would recommend writing that down too again all of this when you're not driving in your car so come back to this this is the uh, 
kind of conscious shit exercises, right? And then write down a list of all of these things that you're aware of that came up from above, from these questions. So what have you been saying you'll do but haven't done? What do you know you have to do but are afraid to do? And what are the what ifs, these imaginary, irrational, sometimes rational thoughts that you think might happen, right? What do you think might happen if you were to achieve or receive your desire? Next, we'll get into the unconscious shit. You know, the stuff that you're not aware of, the stuff that's kind of under the surface that you haven't become aware of. We're going to get into that next. So stay tuned. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back. Okay, hopefully you can hear me okay. The AC is going because it is cooking here in Arizona. 720 and it's already like 90 degrees. <laughs> All right, so now we want to take a look at the unconscious shit, right? Like the stuff that's operating underneath the surface. I like to think of it this way. It's like if you think of yourself, not that you are, but if you think of yourself as like a computer, the unconscious shit is the like, outdated old program that's kind of running in the background and your conscious shit is like the the new upgraded software that you you can see right and so it's important to make the unconscious conscious so you can actually do something about it because if you have this old program running in the background that you're not aware of it's really difficult to move beyond some of this stuff that's why things like coaching uh, doing somatic practices, these kind of things can really help because we can't always see our own shit. <laughs> but here are some things we can do to kind of start to unearth some of this stuff. Now, you want to be gentle and kind of take it slow when you're looking at some of your unconscious stuff because it can really bring stuff up. Um, unconscious stuff can also come up when you're triggered. So know that when you're being triggered, this is actually a good thing. Not that you want to put yourself in situations where you're triggered all the time because you don't want to re-traumatize yourself, but your triggers are showing you what still needs to be addressed, what still is asking to be looked at. There's a part of you that's wanting to be seen. And so when you're getting triggered, that's what's happening in these moments. So we can first start to look at these unconscious things by taking a look at what is your biggest fear in regards to making this desire happen? So what is it you're afraid of? Are you afraid of, that you'll be judged? You'll, feel, you'll betray, feel betrayed? Will you be abandoned? Like what is the root of this fear? And then you want to go deeper and ask, okay, well, where does this fear come from? Right? If I am afraid of like, you know, not belonging or being judged, where's that coming from, right? And when was the first time I maybe experienced that? When was the first time I felt judged? And typically a lot of these things come from childhood, right? Um, childhood experiences, childhood trauma. There was something that we had experienced and our little child minds couldn't process what was happening. And so then we made up a story about it, right? For me, the way this turned out or the way this looked was like, for example, um, as a child, I had a really difficult time with, um, I was just a shy, quiet child, right? And so 
I had difficulty in like learning certain things like math in particular, right? I had a lot of math anxiety and I didn't like being called on. And I had some pretty awful teachers that would not only call me out, but also shame me for um, not knowing the answer, right? Or not getting it. And so I had a, a deep rooted belief that I was stupid and that I wasn't enough or good enough because I didn't get it, right? I didn't get math. <laughs> and then on top of it, like my dad, um, as much as he tried to help me and show me, teach me math, because he's really good at it. Sorry, the cat's fish. <laughs> he's playing with his fish. Uh, my dad wasn't the best and most patient teacher. So oftentimes um, he would try to help me, but he would get really angry with me, right? And so that really cemented the belief that I was stupid. And I know he didn't do this intentionally, but that's the way my little inner mind worked, right? The way that I internalized it. So I thought, and then also I was really sensitive. So anytime people would make comments, especially like my parents or the people around me, when they would tell me like, you're too sensitive or, you know, would um, give me a hard time about being sensitive. I internalized that in my little child brain, my little child beingness, that who I was at my core was bad and wrong. And so for decades, I would keep my emotions in. I would keep them tampered. I would push them down. I would not allow myself to feel. And that doesn't work very well, especially for someone who's sensitive and who happens, you know, who's a Pisces. Like, we cry a lot. It's okay. Um, but I didn't think it was okay, right? So I was trying to make myself so small and trying to push myself down so much and not be myself to make the people around me more comfortable and make them happy, right? So this internalized belief was something that I didn't understand fully until I started doing the inner work. And I started to realize like, oh, I have like all this stuff, all the like feelings I had about my body and my weight and my worthiness. It wasn't about my body. It wasn't about my worthiness. It was about at the very core of my being, I thought who I was was bad and wrong and not good enough, right? Like I thought who I, I am inherently bad, like, and that was the, the deep-rooted core message that was living inside me under the surface. But I didn't know that until I was able to start unearthing some of this stuff. And then I realized, no, I was never bad or wrong. I was just being me. <laughs> and that's not bad or wrong. But anytime something would happen or go wrong, I would beat myself up. I would make myself wrong. Because there was, on some level, I was trying to punish myself for being bad and wrong, right? I wasn't being good. And so um, this was something I had to uncover and reveal because that was the messaging that my little beingness took in as a child. And that's how it played out throughout my life. So that's where people-pleasing came in. That's where codependency came in. That's where... You know, all these things that I struggled with, challenges I've had, all came from the deep-rooted belief that I am bad 
and I am wrong. Like who I am at my core is wrong, right? And so that was a story that would come up a lot too, is what's wrong with me? Why can't I do that? Why haven't I done that? And so that was a message that kept coming up over and over again, is like, what's wrong with me, right? But until I was able to kind of start to look at these unconscious beliefs and unravel the very large onion, I wasn't able to get to that root. So because I've been able to get to that root belief of who I am is bad, I now have a new operating system to work from, right? And I'm not saying I don't have any unconscious beliefs at all, because I do, we all do. No matter how much work we've done on ourselves, we all have unconscious beliefs that are still operating in the background. But now I'm so much more aware of the ones, especially the ones around my value, my self-worth. And so until we can make the unconscious conscious, we will live out our lives and think that it's destiny. That's a quote by Carl Jung. We'll live out our lives as if that's the way it just was supposed to happen, but it's not. So your dreams, your desires are there for you and they're for you. But if you don't unravel and, and reveal these unconscious beliefs, you will not be able to attain your desires. And then you'll just think, well, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't for me, right? And we'll tell ourselves even more stories and build that, that operating system to, we will, we will create a belief so deeply rooted that we will just surrender and say that, okay, this is just the way it is. Like, I accept this, right? It's like, I see people sometimes um, do this with love, right? They experience one heartbreak or maybe many heartbreaks and then they just call it quits and they're like, well, that's it. Like, I just, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. When they don't realize like relationships are there to teach you. They're there to teach you and help you grow and help you become, um, understand your worthiness and help you understand your, your patterns, your traumas, your, your triggers. They're there to help you grow. But if you shut yourself down and you shut your heart down and you say, nope, that's it, I give up, I surrender, well then you don't get to the place where you get to really experience that love that you truly desired in the first place. And so <clears throat> this is something that it's really important to unravel, right? To become aware of, to be conscious of, because we all have these, this operating system in the background that's running our lives and telling us why we can't have what we want, but it's not true. So how do you start to become aware of these unconscious beliefs? Well, first of all, again, you can look at what are my biggest fears in regards to this desire? You can also look at who are you afraid that will judge you, um, who will betray you or who will feel betrayed or, um, you know, who may abandon you, like, who are you afraid of? When I say, who are you afraid of? I mean, like, are you afraid of, who are you afraid of disappointing? Or who are you afraid of letting down? Or who are you afraid will let you down if you achieve this desire? And then also take a look at what good can come from this, right? If you achieve or receive this desire, this dream, this goal, 
what good could come out of this? Oftentimes we are not aware of how much we're fearful of it actually working. And so what good could come of this? And then what's the story attached to that, right? What do you believe might happen if you did receive this, right? If, if your dreams did come true, if you did, you know, if you want love and your dream came true, like, are you terrified <laughs> of how that might feel, right? And can you really actually receive that? Like, what is it, what good can come from it? And what is the story attached to that? If I had this, what would that mean about me, right? What would it mean about me? What would it mean, what would it mean about what other people think of me? What, it, what would happen, right? And then again, when you're not driving, write down on a piece of paper the answers to these questions from above. And then um, take a look at this list and ask yourself like, okay, is there anything here that I wasn't aware of before or anything that's surprising to me, right? What, what surprised me about what I wrote down? And really take a look at that and look at like the list you wrote for your conscious beliefs and the list you wrote for your unconscious beliefs. And take a look at, is there anywhere where these two meet? Is there anywhere where these two cross over? This is <clears throat> the work of going deeper into why you're not going towards your dreams. This is like the first step. Awareness is the first step in making any kind of change. So I just want to first celebrate you in the fact that you're even willing to like listen <laughs> and to try these exercises. And I would love to know like what came about, right? What came up for you? Um, you can go to my Instagram and share in the uh, DM me and share what came up for you or um, or email me at hello at lauriemarie.com and let me know like how these exercises helped you become more aware. Now in the next segment, we're gonna get into um, how do you know when it's time to really get over your shit versus give yourself time? I'll see you back in a minute. Welcome back. All right, now it's time to get into how do you know when it's time to get over your shit or to give yourself time? Now, there is time where we really need to just give ourselves the space and the time and the compassion to grieve, to, um, to be, to rest, to, you know, there's, there's times we need to allow ourselves some space, right? But how do you know when it's time to like say, okay, like I've done the resting, I've done, I've done the space, I've done the dawdling, I've done the Netflix, I've done, you know, when do you know it's time to like get over your stuff, right? Well, in my experience, what I've noticed is there's a time to be gentle and there's a time to be disciplined. And when I say discipline, oftentimes, and this is something I thought of a lot as um, a bad thing, right? We looked at discipline as something like, especially being a free spirit, I don't like the idea of being disciplined, right? Like it doesn't come natural to me. Um, but when I say disciplined, I don't mean it in a military sense, like you have to do this at this time and this is the way it's got to be and whatever. What I mean when I say discipline is about 
having accountability and taking responsibility of yourself, your time, your actions, the way you show up, et cetera, et cetera. It's essentially instilling good habits um, where you're not letting yourself down, where you're really um, proud of what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. Right. I'm, I'm, I've given up hustle culture. I'm not about the hustle anymore. I did that, burnt out from it many times, and I'm not doing that. So I'm taking a slower pace, but yet I'm still showing up for myself. Right. I'm still showing up in a way that I can be proud of. And so there's a difference. And there's a time to be really gentle with yourself and give yourself space and time. And then there's a time to really take accountability and to have that self-discipline. Um, again, it's like a loving, nurturing discipline versus like a dictatorship, you know, or where you're beating yourself up about things. Um, it's also a good sign when you know that you're kind of sick, you're kind of over it, you're kind of over your behavior, you're over yourself, you're over, um, you're kind of sick of just your own behavior, right? Like for me, it got to a point where I was just like, okay, this is just ridiculous now, right? Like I've worked through a lot of the being seen stuff. I know I can do it. I know I can show up for it. Like it's time to really let the queen step forward and to really like <clears throat> step into myself, right? To no longer let those younger parts of me kind of run the show and um, stay in victimhood or stay in, you know, um, the the um you know don't let the scared little girl run the show right it's time to let the the queen the adult the sovereign being the one that's you know done the work <laughs> the one that's like powerful and and expansive to step in and really like show up right and not just show up for myself but show up for the people who need me because i know i'm here for a great mission and that that was really kind of weighing on me too is knowing that there's people out there in the world suffering and I have, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm the only one and I have all the tools, but um, I had to really look at like, I could be helping people right now. I could be helping someone right now. And that's what I wanted to do in the first place. So what the hell am I doing? Right? So it was kind of like, I had to give myself some tough love and be like, look, the longer you sit in your own stuff, the longer people stay in pain. And it's not that I'm the only one. In fact, where I have kind of defaulted to is more like, oh, well, there's other people that can help people, right? And I'd kind of go into that place of victimhood of like comparison, like, oh, whatever, there's other people doing this stuff, like somebody else can help them, right? Like, who am I to like, whatever. But I know that each of us carries a key for someone else, carries, I have my own flavor of medicine, my own flavor of, um, of wisdom, of, of, yeah, medicine, right? We all carry medicine keys, you know, to help others unlock their doors and to really help awaken them and set them free. And it's not that a person can't do that on their own. Like, yes, you can do it on your own. I've done a lot on my own, but nothing has catapulted me and transformed me more than actually having the support of community, having the support of mentors, having the support of, you know, coaches, therapists, whatever modality I'm working through, nothing has gotten me 
further along faster because again, those unconscious beliefs, those things we're not aware of are there. Um, nothing has catapulted me more farther faster than to actually have the support of someone else helping me. So knowing that I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, yeah, sure. There's other people out there that may help, but not everybody's going to resonate with the same people, right? So like someone may want to come to me because of my flavor of medicine where someone else may not be interested at all. I actually just experienced this on a, I can give you like a real life example. Um, trusted house sitters. I could tell intuitively that this one woman, uh, felt triggered by me and she wouldn't respond to me to, to my application. And I've no longer taken this personally when people are like, repelled or like aren't um there are people who are attracted to me and who are like "Ooh, I want to know what she's got going on or what she's about and then there are people that get really triggered by me and I've I've seen this played out just like in observing the way people interact with me and so it's always interesting when I notice this and one of the particular house sits that I had applied for um I just got this feeling and um and like, it was like days, weeks. Um, and most of the time people respond within like a day or two, but it was like a good week before this woman even responded. And she didn't even respond to me. She just like straight up canceled and declined my application, which is not typically what people do, but I could tell, like just intuitively, I knew like, oh, this one's probably not going to work out because I feel like I'm going to be triggering to this person. Right. So like, um, and I'm okay with that. I don't take it personal or anything like that. But um, basically, not everybody's going to like you. And that's okay. But you do carry a certain flavor of medicine that someone needs, right? And so the longer I wasn't showing up, the longer I was letting other people kind of sit in their own pain. Um, so again, I'm not saying this to say like, oh, I'm the only one that can help. But I definitely know there are people who would prefer to work with me than someone else and vice versa, right? So the longer we stay in our own shit, the longer it takes not only for our own dream to happen and our own desire to happen and the things we want from that, but it also um, isn't helping anybody else, right? It's not really serving anybody else. And you can apply this to anything, not just like, you know, what you feel your purpose is or, you know, what you are doing in your business or, or whatnot, this can apply in your relationships too, right? Like, so you could be really desiring to have a deeper, more intimate connection with your partner, but if you're not actually putting in the work to do that, well, you're both losing out, right? It's a lose-lose for everybody. So it's important to take a look at this and say like, okay, um, you know, where am I not showing up and how is this affecting me and how is it affecting others? Um, you can also know when it's time to kind of get it over your shit, when the pain of staying where you are is too great, right? When it starts to become really uncomfortable to be uncomfortable or to be in the, the comfort of safety, right? Um, a lot of times we want to stay in what we're doing and stay in what we've been doing because it feels safer. It feels more comfortable, but sometimes that can get uncomfortable. So staying knowing I have the wisdom and the experience and knowing I have this medicine to carry for people and knowing I wasn't out there doing it, uh, the pain of that became very great, 
right? And so that was another um, way I was able to tell like, oh, I need to get over, I need to get over this. I need to go get over myself, right? Also, when you feel like you're letting yourself down or others, right? When you feel like you're really abandoning, self-abandoning, that can be really painful in itself. And, um, and so it's really important to take a look at that. So yes, there are times where you give yourself space, but then there are times you really need to just get over your shit, right? In a loving way. So again, just to recap, it's important to um, have self-discipline, basically show up for yourself, show up for the people who depend on you, show up for and not in a like overgiving, like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna ignore myself and my own needs kind of way, but, but really a, like um, in a, I'm not gonna let myself down. Oops, <laughs> I was like patting my chest and I forgot the mic was there. Um, I'm not gonna let myself down and I'm not gonna let other people down. Like I'm not gonna self abandon this desire um, and I'm not gonna sit in the pain of this and, um, and keep myself, prevent myself from, from taking the action I know I need to take. And maybe you don't know what that action is. And so um, the next segment, we're gonna get into like how to get over your own shit. So uh, let's get into that. <laughs> All right, so first you're gonna start to take small steps toward your desires. A lot of times we think we need to know how it's all gonna look, how it's all gonna work, um, but we don't realize like Taking small steps every day towards your desires, towards what you want, consistently showing up for them and for yourself will lead you to your desire ultimately, right? It's all about intention. Like the intention you're setting, the direction you're, you're focusing on, like what we focus on expands. So what you focus on, when you focus on your desires, you focus on taking small steps, small actions towards what it is you want, um, the the sooner you get to where you want to be and it may not look exactly the way you thought it was in fact a lot of the times it looks way cooler than what you thought it would be because frankly the universe has cooler plans than we do as i like to say but it's important to start taking steps now you may tell yourself like i don't know what steps to take or you may feel lost or confused on what to do right i've felt this many times like Part of the problem I have oftentimes is like, and I don't say this to be braggadacious, but I will celebrate myself in this. Like I have so many gifts and talents and ways that I can support people that it actually becomes overwhelming for me and I shut down. Now I know this is a good problem to have, but it really has been so frustrating at times and so debilitating at times. And, <clears throat> So I've had to learn to really, in those moments of confusion or feeling lost or feeling like really frustrated by that, I've had to really learn to kind of like meet myself with compassion. And yet, even though I have all these tools and skills and all these things I, I bring right to the table, I cannot limit myself. When I've tried to niche or limit myself, I always feel like I've cut off a piece of me. And I know that each one of us is a limitless being. And so I've just come to the realization that like, one, I'm not gonna cut anything, uh, I'm not gonna cut any part of myself off. Actually, the more I am me, the more I bring to the table, the better, right? And that's okay. And 
<clears throat> what I've really had to do though is give myself permission to be all of it, right? And to um, do and share whatever it is I feel called to do, whatever I want to do. And so those small steps for you may be, okay, I'm having a day where I feel confused and lost. So, okay, accept today I feel confused and lost. And the more you accept where you're at and what you're experiencing, the faster that's going to move past. Because the more you're resistant, the more you resist what it is you're actually feeling. So that's where you need to honor your feelings. Because the more you resist it, the, the longer it's going to take to move through it. So first of all, meet yourself with compassion. Anytime you're feeling confused, lost, not sure, you know, you're swimming in your stuff, like that is not the time to like get over your shit, right? That's the time to say like, oh, okay, I'm swimming in my stuff right now. Let me take a moment. Let me accept where I'm at and ask myself, what do I really need today, right? What do I need in this moment? And by doing that, you're going to find it's going to be so much easier to take those steps towards your desires when you're not forcing it, right? Now, once you're feeling a bit more steady, more grounded, more like, okay, yeah, that's the time when it's important to go inward and to ask yourself, okay, what is my next step, right? You can literally close your eyes, take deep breaths, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, really settle into yourself. You can do a body scan if you want to, starting at the top of your head, continuing to breathe, going all the way down through your entire body. And then you can ask yourself, you can place one hand over your heart, one hand over your womb or your womb space and ask spirit to support you and asking, what is my next step? What is the next step I need to take towards my desires? And just let the answer come. And here's the thing. Oftentimes it comes immediately, but we think, oh, that's too easy. We don't like the answer. We, <laughs> it's so funny. We're so funny as humans. We don't like the answer. We think it's too easy. Like we try and wait for another one to come. Like trust the first answer you get. And maybe you already know what step to take next, but your only job is to take that next step. And then after you do that, celebrate that you took that step and then take the next step and continue, <laughs> rinse and repeat, right? Continue to just take steps each and every day towards that dream, towards that goal, towards that desire. And before you know it, you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like, holy cow, I came a long way, right? And it's important to also acknowledge the steps you take to get there, right? Um, recently, I was supporting a woman and um, she felt really overwhelmed. She was taking over a new business, um, starting up her own business for the first time in her life. And she was um, really struggling to put her website together and just like feeling overwhelmed by the tech of it all. And so she contracted me to come in and Basically, for that particular job, I just had to like restyle, make over the website basically. So I took what she was already had started working on and I completely revamped it 
and made it easy to understand, consistent, you know, I have a background in branding and graphic design and um, website design. And so I basically went in there and I gave her website a makeover. And <clears throat> that was probably about a month or two ago. And now, literally yesterday, she just launched her new business and it's so exciting. And I was talking with her on the phone and I just told her like, look, how will you celebrate yourself? Because you just did a really big thing. And it's not just about today. It's about every single little step you took to get to that you took along the way. I said from the website, you know, you were feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and, you know, but by asking for help and outsourcing that, you were able to alleviate yourself from that stress and um, that freed you up to do all these other things and look at all the things from meeting with the bankers to, you know, filing your business licenses to having your website done to creating these classes, courses, all these things. Like, just think of all the steps you've taken since you knew you wanted to do this. And how are you going to celebrate that? Because that is so worth celebrating. I said, we are taught to celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, you know, big things, right? Weddings. But we don't celebrate all the little steps we take to get to where we want to go, to create the life we want to create. We don't take into account all those little steps. So this is why it's so important to acknowledge and to really celebrate every step you take towards your desires. So important. Do not skip that step because it's a big part of, of really honoring yourself and really um, being proud of yourself, right? Just like I mentioned earlier in the beginning of this podcast, how I sat down and wrote down all the shit I had gone through and how I kind of seeing it all in one place was like, oh my God, <laughs> right? It was overwhelming, like so much that I like was grieving. But we need to do that with celebrations too. We need to take a look at like, all the things we've done and, and steps we've taken to get to this place and really take that in as a whole and celebrate that and celebrate what we've done and what we've, um, you know, what we've brought to life. And so do not skip the celebration. All right. All right. And lastly, I want to mention, um, an invitation that I have for those who may be feeling a bit um, stuck or stagnant around their desires. Um, this actually was born, uh, this creative urge was born out of, uh, working with a friend of mine. We went to brunch one day and she was really wanting to start her own business, start her own, her own thing. And she was feeling really lost and confused around it. And over the course of our brunch meal, I basically downloaded and channeled a whole like business model for her and mapped it out and um, created an actual visual because she's a very visual learner, um, created a visual of how she could set this up because she wanted to bring her love of design in with her intuition and, and create um, a company that um, not only did she work with home, she worked with other um, creatives as a mentor and then, um, you know, how, how to bring that all together. And so I was, um, you know, I wasn't intending on doing that at brunch, but that's what happened. And so within, you know, 
a lunch <laughs> brunch, lunch brunch. Uh, we mapped out her entire, her entire business, uh, which was incredible. It was fun and so fun to do. And so I've started creating a vision mapping. Um, I've created a, an invitation to do vision mapping, which basically, uh, what that entails is like helping you first get clear on your desire. Like what's the desire? What is it you're really wanting for your life? And then, um, we take a look at, uh, I take you through a experience where you actually get to experience your desire, right? Like in real time, I take you through a, walk you through a guided process where we tap into what it would feel like in order for you to have this desire. Like, what does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Like I take you through a process of really experiencing this desire coming to life. And then we I also map this out visually for you so you have an actual like <laughs> infographic, so to speak, of what this looks like, what your 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 vision looks like. And then also I help you identify any unconscious or limiting beliefs that may be getting in the way of you achieving your desires um, based on what I've seen throughout our our time together. Um, like as I was sitting there with her, I noticed a lot of like limiting beliefs about what was possible, right? And by identifying those things, it was we talked about earlier, becoming aware of the things that are kind of running in that that old programming, um, we can really bring those to light. And so you can actually move through them and actually receive your desire. Because it's one thing to have the desire. It's one thing to take action on the desire. But if you still have a belief that like it's not for you or you're not enough or you're not good enough, you will find really clever ways. <laughs> I know this very well. Uh, we will find really clever ways to um, push that desire away. I'll give you an example of this. Like there was a time I was just sharing this with um, the woman I was I mentioned earlier about when I created her website. Um, yesterday we went through and just did a rundown and make sure that because she launched her business yesterday. We just went on the website, make sure all the links were, were syncing up and that everything was working. And I was sharing with her a story about when I first was starting coaching, um, I was making things really complicated. Uh, I was making things really complicated and like hiding, you know, buttons and folders and stuff like that. And basically, you know, and I wasn't doing this consciously, but that's what was happening was I basically was like the unconscious part of me was making it really difficult for people to say yes, right? Because I was like, you know, I had 12 steps before people could just say yes, right? And when it comes to your business or, or something you're creating or you're wanting people to say yes to, you want to make it as easy as possible. You want it to be like, oh, okay, this is the invitation, the offer, the product. Here's how you get it, right? <laughs> just very simple. Like what is the easiest, fastest path for people to say yes, right? And so I had this um, operating system in the background saying that, no, no, we don't want to make it too easy for people. So let's make it real complicated <laughs> for people to say yes and buy. So when we're, we have these unconscious beliefs running in the background, we do silly stuff like that, not knowing. And that too is we're doing it unconsciously, right? I wasn't consciously saying like, oh, how can I make this hard? But that's what I was doing, right? Until I became aware of it. So with the vision mapping, 
basically, um, we're getting clear on your desires. I'm taking you through a process of actually experiencing your desires in real time. And then we're taking a look uh, at, are there any unconscious beliefs that are getting in the way, um, or that may be getting in the way of your desires. And we do this all in a single session. It's a 90 minute session. And um, <clears throat> for those who want to explore for, uh, further or have accountability or, um, you know, to really have some support bringing this to life, um, there also is another invitation where you can um, also get the vision mapping session with three months of ongoing support plus Voxer support. And Voxer, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a, is a walkie-talkie app where 24-7 you can leave me messages and I'll respond within 24 to 48 hours, um, give you a response back, which means that you have me on demand. <laughs> so if you get stuck, you feel um, you're having one of those days where you're feeling lost or confused, like I can jump in there and help you remember who you are because oftentimes we forget how awesome we are and help you kind of navigate through the, the sticky spots. So if that's something that interests you, um, I left the link below in the show notes. You can check that out, the vision mapping sessions. Um, and yeah, this has been, um, so yeah, get that, <laughs> get those desires going, get the support you need. Um, if you're feeling lost, confused, or not sure what step to take next, um, the vision mapping session can definitely be uh, a game changer. Uh, <laughs> she walked away from that brunch just shook because she was like, I had no idea that uh, we were going to map out my whole business like in a lunch. And I was like, yep, that's how it happens sometimes. But anyway, um, I just want to thank you for being here on this ride with me. I know this was a longer episode. I'm going to try and keep these shorter. But I think it was a really important one because, again, we all have shit, <laughs> shit that we're aware of, shit that we're not aware of, and sometimes we just need to get over our shit and take the steps towards our dreams so we can make those dreams come to life because remember, if it's in you, it's for you. I'm Lori Marie. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a tremendous day. And I'll see you real soon. Bye, loves. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to leave us a review, share with a friend, or take us on social media at Lori Marie Loves and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what stood out to you from today's episode. I'd love to hear from you and have a gorgeous day.